Welcome to Co-Creation Station with Colin and Stephanie, a podcast about the law of attraction, the art of allowing, spiritual magic, and how to enjoy this strange and miraculous journey we call life. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now here are your hosts, Colin and Stephanie. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Co-Creation Station, the podcast where we talk about the law of attraction, the art of allowing, spiritual magic, the mind-body-spirit connection, and how best to enjoy this mystical, miraculous, mysterious, crazy, sometimes confounding, but always incredible journey we call life. My name is Colin. I'm a teacher, tarot oracle card reader, and I am a singer and guitarist in the rock band Red Treasure, and I'm located in beautiful, sunny North, Ho- North Hollywood, California. My name is Stephanie Orlina. I am a transformational life coach and I help people shift away from negative thinking and it transforms their lives. And I am in San Diego, California today. And, you know, I'm thinking, how are you listening to us or how are you watching us? Are you listening to us on Spotify, the audio version of our podcast? Are you watching us on the Co-Creation Station YouTube channel? Are you listening to us on CastBox or maybe Overcast? Well, no matter how you are listening to us or watching us, um, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. We also thank you for liking us, following us, subscribing to us, and reviewing to us, whatever your platform allows you to do. All of these things uh, help other people find the show, and we're really grateful to you for that. You can leave a comment on YouTube if you're watching us there, and you can always email us at cocreationstation1111 at gmail.com. Um, we always enjoy hearing from, from you, and we try to get back to every comment and email. Um, each week, we start our discussion here on Co-Creation Station from a different jumping-off point. And last week, I think it was in friend time before the show, um, but it might have been after the show. Um, we were talking, and a topic occurred to me that I wanted to talk more about, and so this is it. It's um, how do we... What's a way that we can talk about so-called negative experiences, but still work with the art of allowing so that the law of attraction works in our favor more often than not? Hmm. (laughs) So, well, one thing that occurs to me, Stephanie, is um, you, um, and I hope this is okay to talk about it at a general level, that you were at a funeral uh, in the last recent days and you, um, celebration of life, celebration of life of someone who had transitioned in your family and you really appreciated, um, what one of your family members said about the person who had passed. They shared some really specific, wonderful memories of this person as a child and that that really moved you and that you went up and talked to that person afterwards. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my feelings, just listening to you tell your experiences there, it's not that there was no sadness. It's not that there was no pain from the loss of the person, but that you were open to something that was that honored that person, but was also very wonderful to listen to and to hear about. And that sparked positive feelings, um, even though you also had sadness and you also shared sadness with other members of your family. And I think that's, I think sometimes when people hear about how the law of attraction works and they, you know, listen to some of the advice on how to work with it, it sounds like, well, you can't ever be angry. You can't ever be sad. No. You know, if that happens, just like distract yourself, say la la la, and start next, thinking next. about puppy wait, dogs yeah. and rainbows <laughs> and bunny rabbits. Yeah. And I don't think that's, I think it's kind of dangerous, actually, if you're, 
in a situation like that, or you're just at home and something happens and you have some sadness or anger or frustration or depression or something, it's dangerous to try to like just force yourself to be happy or force yourself to be positive. And that's not really what the law of attraction is about. And it's not what the art of allowing requires. And we can't even do that anyways. Like if I'm right. If I'm depressed or angry, I can't go to happy. Like, I just can't get there. Yeah. You know, one of the things that strikes me is that I think the more that we practice this art of allowing, which is like basically just, you know, trying to feel better more of the time, you know, focus on things that feel better, you know, talk about things that feel better, you know, all that good stuff, appreciate what we have, look forward to the future of what we want. Um, for me, what's happened is over time, I I have this set point of like, let's say way back when, before I started really practicing the art of allowing, my set point was down here and I would feel a lot more of negative emotion more often and feel a little bit of joy once in a while. Like I would just kind of bounce periodically. Yeah. Like, and, and then after practicing this work more and more, my set point raised like quite a bit and I would feel better more of the time. And if I dipped, it felt really uncomfortable. Um, but it, I think it's just a practice, you know, like for instance, with the celebration of life yesterday, you know, some people said some really, some things about this person that really hurt my heart. And, um, and I thought, and I, and when I talked to this other person and, and told them how much I loved about what they said, I could have went on and on about what all uh, these other things that were said, but I didn't, you know, and, um, and even sharing with you, it was very brief. And so I would think what happens is with those negative experiences, like, yeah, you know, if something bad happens. I need to call a friend. I need to like journal. That's one of the ways that I, um, let out negative emotion. I remember back in the day I would, beat my pillows <laughs> on my bed, just like, ah! just let out the anger or go out in the garage and, you know, hit the punching bag and just pretend like it was a person or whatever, you know, just to let out that stuff in a really healthy way. Um, the other day I had something come up and I was like, oh my God, I, oh yeah, somebody had reminded me, let it out of your body. And so like the trauma, the stress. And so I danced, I was just like moving my body in a way, just been like imagining, you know, all that negativity leaving my body. And in a really short time, because I was dancing, I was feeling amazing. Um, so I think it's just a practice with anything. We get a little better out of it, out of it. We get better at it, but I'm paying attention to how we feel. Like if I go on and on about something and if I start feeling bad, it's just noticing. Hmm. Yeah. How's that feel? How's that working for you? You know, there's a really famous um, study that was done, and I apologize, I don't have the title or the year or whatever, but it's definitely highly Googleable, highly inter internet searchable, um, where they did a study uh, with two different groups of people, and they basically were checking in with their level of happiness over time. So they would check in with them at certain intervals and, you know, ask their happiness level and they charted that. And um, the two groups were, uh, the first group was a group of people who had had uh, basically economic, were not prosperous, were not wealthy, 
but one one of the um, here in the United States one of the mega lotteries. So more than a hundred million, like more than uh, ten ten million dollars or more in one go. Um, and a lot of them were like the hundred million uh, dollar winners. That one group was had won like mega millions, like. Yeah, like it was a group millions? of people who okay. had individually won that much. Okay. okay. Yeah, and um, the other group was a group of people that had been in life-threatening accidents but survived, um, often with like disabilities and and continuing lingering injuries as a result of the accident. Mm -hmm. And so what. Everybody kind of assumes the graph would look like of the happiness of these two groups. This is I not know which group was doing yeah. better. <laughs> but what people assume it will be is that the people in the uh, accidents will start off happy, and then as the after the accident happens, they will go uh, down. Sorry, I'm having trouble with the screen. Yeah, yeah. And the lottery winners will start down and go up. Yeah, it's reverse. And the yeah. actual, yeah, the study actually showed that it's the opposite, is that yeah. there is an initial period where um, the, the lottery winners go way up, yeah. as you can see there, and then over time they go down. Sorry, I'm having trouble with the mirror yeah, effect here, but yeah, go down. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, like here. Um, and the life-threatening injury group is the reverse. They go down at first, at, right after the accident, and then over the long time, they get happier and happier. Yeah. And this is, you know, obviously this is a study. It's not everyone in the world, and it's, you know, th th these are averages, you know, so it's not yeah. that everybody did this exact thing. But essentially, like, that's that was, there was scientific data that shows that happiness isn't about your circumstances it's about your mental interpretation of those circumstances and we like what that illuminates for me is that like whenever you say oh wouldn't it be great if you won 100 million dollars like everybody thinks like that would always be great for everyone <laughs> like there's no example in which that would not be a great thing and the problem that that graph shows is that um a lot of people are convinced that money like a, win, a gigantic windfall would, would make them happy. But then what ends up happening is a lot of the issues and problems and that come from the way they look at life that were there before they won the lottery right. persist. The money itself yeah. doesn't it's change. Attitude, thoughts, yeah. beliefs, yeah. how we live and day to day that makes the, a difference. Yeah. And the thing about the life-threatening accident is that that is something that almost always changes the mindset of the person that goes through it. So it's not, there are circumstances that change, but it's also like, you're just sort of aware of like, oh, my life could have ended, but I'm alive. So every minute is a they, gift. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, someone... and you stop focusing on, well, not stop, but th th that study shows that statistically people focus less on the circumstances and they focus more on, you know, taking care of how they feel because they know it's important to feel good in the precious time that we have, you know? Well, and so their focus changes. Right. Yeah. 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 And I, I recently spoke to someone who said that they had, were in the hospital last December and, um, and that he had died on the table and they brought him back to life. And I was like interested right away and thinking, God, did he have a near death experience? And so I asked him, I said, did you, 
have, you know, did you have an experience during that time? And he's like, yeah, he goes, I saw the light. He goes, it's really real. And, and I, I, I believe this, I, mm-hmm. you know, and so he was saying, he goes, yeah, he goes, before that happened, I was really afraid to die. I was yeah. afraid of death. He goes, now I'm not. And I just was like, yeah. oh, this is so cool. And, um, and he said, he goes, yeah, he goes, you know, I think he said two years ago, my one brother died. And then a, a year later on the anniversary, my other brother died. I'm like, oh my God. I go, that always trips me out when people die on anniversaries of, of a family member. Yeah. And, um, and he goes, and then me, I got, you know, and I, now he goes, but I can't, he goes, and I saw them both. They both came to me. And then he's like, and then they like said, you need to go back. Like he's, he made mm. this pushing forward and he goes, you, they said, you need to go back. And I was just, yeah. so it was really cool to like, um, allow this experience of him sharing his experience with me. And so he's so, he was so open about it, which I really yeah. appreciated. Um, I mean, that's the thing. I, I, sorry. And I wanted to circle back to something you said that really, really hit me, um, because there were a few things that when I first started listening to Abraham Hicks, who we talk about all the time, but if this is your first time listening or watching, she's somebody, um, Esther Hicks is a person who channels this group of entities that are part of the universal intelligence. I don't know how to describe them, but they call themselves Abraham. And this woman, Esther Hicks, learned how to channel um, Abraham and have Abraham speak through her. So she does um, workshops where she will start out as Esther Hicks and then she gets quiet and channels the wisdom of Abraham and she talk and Abraham talks through her for the rest of the thing. And that sounds really weird until you experience it yourself. So I encourage anyone who was freaked out by that to go watch a video on YouTube because it's less scary than it sounds. Um, but Abraham has helped me understand a few things that when I watched The Secret and I had sort of like a surface level understanding of how the law of attraction worked, I didn't really understand. Um, and again, nothing against The Secret. They try to cover everything in two hours and I celebrate. We the like The Secret. We love Thank The you, Secret. Rhonda Burns and everyone associated but, with us. Yes. But um, I think what we often are trying to prevent here is like people who only watch The Secret and then get frustrated with certain things. And like one of the things I was frustrated with was um like that whole thing because they do say in the secret like well if you're down and you want to change your emotion you know put on a piece of music and that you love or um bob proctor says like look at a look at a cute little baby or something yeah, or <laughs> you know puppy. who doesn't um, like puppies but there were times where i was sort of misinterpreting that of like oh, okay well if i feel if i have a negative emotion i'm doing air quotes for people on the podcast the, the audio version um if I'm having like negative emotions, well then I have to flip the dial 180 and I have to go from like depressed to like super happy. Otherwise the law of attractions, I'm putting out negative vibes and the law of attraction is gonna, you know, just react by sending me, you know, lots of horrible things. And what Esther helped me understand, uh, sorry, Abraham helped me understand was that there really, if you look at it, there's a scale of human emotion. And we, we can't really get from like, horribly depressed and morose to like super happy and ecstatic in one there's nothing we can do to get us there just under our own control but what you can do or what i can do and i have done this is like you can go and i love like sometimes it doesn't sound like you're doing such a great thing but it's like if you're super depressed getting angry is uh is closer to joy than depressed so if you get if you're depressed 
relief yeah. from the depression, right? Yeah. yeah. So like, if you're just like, you know, you lost your job or something and you're just like, oh my gosh, like now what am I going to do? My life is over. I have no way of earning a living, whatever. Like if you can just get like mad at the person who fired you, <laughs> you know, like screw that guy. Like I'm better than that. I'm going to get another job. That guy doesn't know, you know, that's still a negative vibration. You know, it's still like quote unquote a negative feeling, but it's, it's empowering, more, right? It's more yeah, empowering. You said it. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and, and it's something that will help me get, eventually up to a happier vibration well then you but, can go from that angry yeah. to what would be the what i don't even know what the scale is but what yeah. the next emotion negative emotion is from yeah that. i had it typed out and 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 printed out and like i would keep it with me for a while when when yeah. i first learned that because it was because i was so in the habit of like oh i feel bad i should start to feel good and i was like no look at the thing look at the list where are you on the chart and just try to go one up you know and again, because people the, can Google that Abraham Hicks emotional yes. scale, um, scale I don't know. emotional scale, What'd emotional guidance scale. Yeah. Emotional guidance scale. Yeah. Um, because the thing that I, another thing I really love about humans, like one of our, one of our superpowers is we were, we can do momentum really well. So if you're trying to go from super sad to super happy, that's almost never going to work. Um, because you're fighting against your own human nature. But if you can go from super depressed to angry, <clears throat> you you it's almost like a train. Like you've now built up some speed. You're going up the emotional scale. And it's going to be way easier to get to the next level. It's going to be easier to get to the next level. So it's one of those things where you have to kind of slow down the process initially. But that's going to get you to a better feeling place in, in a faster time. You just have to kind of avoid this thing of like trying to force yourself to be happy. I mean... It's interesting because I feel like sometimes when I'm in a social situation of a group of people and like it might be a party or something like that. And then like one person arrives and they have, they're not in a good place. Like something bad happened recently or they've just been down all day or something. And they, I typically that person will say something like, well, I'm sorry to be such a Debbie Downer. Like, oh, I, I shouldn't be here. I'm I'm dragging you all down or whatever. It's like, I think it would be great if we could get more into the habit of using that emotional skill with each other as well and just being like accepting that person where they are, not trying to force them to be happy where everybody else is, but just like give them space to talk, but help them help them talk a little bit up the scale, you know? So that, you know, you have support as you're like going up the scale instead of feeling like, well, I should just leave and come back when I feel better. It's like, well, you know, we feel down a lot. So it's helpful to like be able to climb this emotional scale. And the other thing about climbing the emotional scale that I love is like, it's not, I think one of the biggest, it's a survival mechanism. So I understand it. But one of the most damaging things we can do as humans is bury feelings, like suppress them because in the short term, that's always more comfortable because you don't have to deal with the negative feeling. We don't like dealing with negative feelings because they don't feel good. But if we bury them, it's this temporary illusion that like, oh, they're not here anymore. But what we've really <laughs> done is like, it's almost like you put them in the oven so they can grow bigger and come back out later. Well, and I think that's where a lot of disease comes from, dis -ease. Totally, it's yeah. Because everything's energy. And so if my yeah. anger stays in my body and I don't express it, yeah um it cre I, I think that's where a lot of disease comes from it just, yeah. it's it's trapped in the body and so yeah. it's negative emotion and therefore it creates um 
you know the the whole scenario about you know somebody going to a party and they're just kind of down and then coming over one of the things that i appreciate is that um is if let's say you and i and someone else were at a party and then another person and we're having a good time and and then the you know debbie downer comes over and we just notice you know the energy but if we keep on talking about you know like oh i'm sorry to hear that you know but then we yeah bring them into the conversation and we continue to talk about, let's say it's music or a mm -hmm. movie we just saw or whatever. Like the more we hold that energy, like this person, if they choose, we, they can climb, they can start to come up. Yeah. Or, I mean, how many times have I or you or someone else been like, you know, we're with someone and we're just kind of down. And by the time we're done spending time, they're like, Oh my God, thank you so much. I feel so much better yeah because someone else was able to hold the energy of they were feeling good and and just held space but kept their vibration yeah going of feeling better and then i was just able to gently flow into that higher feeling better feeling place yeah um that that's a great point and it reminds me every, everyone if they can should google um if you haven't heard it before it has bajillions of views, so a lot, some of our listeners, watchers may have already seen it, but Brene Brown who talks a lot about emotions. Um, she's a brilliant author, speaker about you know emotional intelligence and things. She has a brilliant um, little three-minute talk that she gives about empathy, and somebody did some really sweet, cute little animation to go along with it. So there's a YouTube video. If you uh, go to YouTube and search Brene Brown, empathy this is this will be the first result at least at this time that we're making this in 2022 um and what she talks about in there is like when somebody's feeling down if you've never seen it i would like we can't we can't make it a part of the show because it's copyrighted but i'd love to have you see it afterwards if you want um because one of the things that happens in that scenario like if one of our friends comes over and we're in a pretty good mood and they're in a bad mood is we have a lot of like defensive maneuvers that we try and they feel to us like they're helping the other person, but they're actually like denying their experience. Mm -hmm. So there's this thing like she calls silver lining, which I did all the time before I watched that video. And now I try to catch myself because it does, it's like has a noble motive in part, but it's really just trying to control the other person into feeling better. So I feel more comfortable in, in that person's presence. Totally done that multiple yeah. times. Like, oh. Yeah, it's really hard. I mean. When I realize, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh. That's the thing. It's like, and and if you can put yourself in the other person's position, it's like when I feel really lousy, I don't really want to hear from someone else about the silver lining. Now, there almost always is a silver lining, you know, in, in everything. But that, like, if someone's in the negative emotions, that's not the time where you want to, like, try to, because that's almost trying to flip their switch for them 180. Yeah. Like, well, you shouldn't be sad because there's a silver lining, so be happy. And like, that's yeah. not going to work. Yeah. It's also disrespectful. Um, so she says the best thing you can do, like if somebody, especially if somebody's like had a loved one transition or a bad breakup just happened, or, you know, they just lost their job, something really devastating that's really fresh for them. You know, I love what she says. She's like the best thing you can say to that person is, you know, I, I don't, I don't even know what to say to you right now. I'm just so I'm just so honored that you shared that with me. Aww. You know what I mean? Because that's what you're talking about is holding space. Like just let them be there. Don't try to like force them up the emotional scale. Aww. Allow them to have where they're at. 
and then and and but you're correct as well the other piece to it is you don't have to become as you, you also don't have to like totally get as sad as them in order to be where to be helpful to them you can hold your positive vibration just don't force it on the other person if you just sort of stay present with them and let them be where they are you're much more likely to help them at their own pace go up the emotional scale when they're ready yeah. but if 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 somebody comes to you and says oh you know i just lost my job you know like in the video she does things like people tend to go well at least your husband has a job you know so you're not going to starve and it's like oh. that's meant to be helpful but it's yeah. like you can see like if you put yourself in the person like you're thinking about the job you lost like that you failed that your boss said you failed like you don't care that your husband has a job at that moment like yes okay i'm not gonna die from no money but like that's not what i'm feeling you know i think a lot of times and i'm i'm one of the primary violators of this is like like sometimes i think i can talk logic to somebody about their feelings mm -hmm. and change their feelings by well if you just buy into my logical path here that i'm laying out for you you can feel great because when i follow my logical path right here i feel great and it's like <laughs> if somebody's in a very strong emotion it can be positive can be negative can be anything it's um i mean number one it's not my job to change how they feel and number two um, it's unlikely that any logical path that I lay out for them, even if they decided to follow it, it's going to work because feelings don't follow logic. You know, as, as Kelly, my sister, the chiropractor who's on here quite often says to me a lot, like fear is, fear is not information. Like emotions aren't information, you know, their feelings they are not meant to be completely analyzed and like you go through this logical thing to get to a better feeling. It's, but they are information in the sense that then I can tell where I'm at on the emotional yeah. guidance mm -hmm. system. So it is, it, our, our emotions and our feelings are information for us to be like, Oh yeah. And we're, we're running out of time, but one last yeah. thing that just popped up for me was, and, and this is another thing that when I started listening to Abraham, I was like, Oh, I didn't get this before she does these things and she teaches people how to do these things called rampages which are it's basically just her talking you know when she does them for the people at the workshop we should do that we should do yes that. yeah all right next week rampage uh, absolutely but yeah. the funny thing about her rampages is so it's basically like she's just like i'm grateful for who i am i'm grateful yeah. da, 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 da. Yeah. but the the great thing about them for me at least was they're not intellectual they're not logical they're not like follow these logical steps yeah. they're basically emotions based vibrations based and basically she's just like keep saying stuff that just makes that generates the feeling you're looking to generate yeah. don't like try to figure out why you should okay, be feeling like better yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so cool. all right awesome. great discussion thank okay. you so much for going on that topic with me i, I yeah, wanted to talk about that it up. yeah no problem. um we hope you enjoyed today's episode of the podcast again thank you so much for liking us following us subscribing to us and reviewing to us whatever your platform allows you to do all of that helps other people find the show. We're super grateful to you for that. If people want to find you, Stephanie, how can they reach you? On the Google, Google on the web, internet, www.powerenjoy.com, P-O-W-E-R-I-N-J-O-Y, and Instagram as well. And as long as it's not 200 years in the future, <laughs> and I'm no longer living, 
in this particular form. Um, you can contact me on Instagram. You can follow me or send me a direct message. I'm at Colin underscore Daniels underscore Worcester. Colin has two L's and Worcester is W-O-R-S-T-E-R. Thank you so much for listening and or watching to the podcast this week. We're super grateful for you. Um, we hope you got something good out of today's episode and we wish you a, a lot of uh, happiness, love, abundance, and prosperity in the week to come. And we'll see you next time on Co-Creation Station. Bye, everybody. Bye.